From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, statins and glaucoma. This suggests that there must be something special about statins independent of simply lowering cholesterol that may be associated with the reduced risk of glaucoma we were observing. First this. This year's ASCRS annual symposium was great. I learned a lot that I'm applying to my practice right now. If I have any complaint, it's that I couldn't get to all the sessions I wanted to because some of them overlapped. That's why I'm so excited about the new ASCRS Media Center. More than 1,300 sessions from that meeting are now available through this great new resource. See what you missed or revisit the most interesting sessions. The Media Center is free to all meeting attendees. Stay tuned after the podcast for more information. The literature is full of medications intended for one application but employed for another. Witness Rogaine and even Latisse. Thus, it is no surprise that popular and potent statins have been investigated for a variety of conditions unassociated with hypercholesterolemia. In ophthalmology, statins have been investigated in their influence in cataractogenesis and in age-related macular degeneration. Glaucoma has had its share of statin studies, and I'm delighted to welcome the author of one of the newest. Josh Stein is not only an assistant professor of ophthalmology at the University of Michigan, but a former colleague of mine at New York University. So I'm especially happy to welcome him as my guest today. We're going to be talking about statins prescribed for hyperlipidemia and their effect on glaucoma risk. Is there any known association between hyperlipidemia and glaucoma? So there are actually very few studies that have looked at the relationship between hyperlipidemia and glaucoma after adequately accounting or adjusting for other sociodemographic factors and medical comorbidities. What got my colleagues and I interested in the potential association between statins and glaucoma were the results of an earlier study that we had conducted about a year ago where we looked at different what, to see whether different components of metabolic syndrome were associated with an increased risk of developing opening of glaucoma. As you know, metabolic syndrome consists of hypertension, diabetes, hyperlipidemia, and obesity. And in that analysis, we found that while hypertension and diabetes both increased the risk of glaucoma, the patients who had hyperlipidemia actually had a reduced risk of glaucoma. And we also found that patients with comorbid hyperlipidemia with diabetes or hypertension actually had an attenuated risk of glaucoma relative to others who just had diabetes and hypertension. So we were a little surprised by these findings, and it led us to next ask, well, is it the hyperlipidemia that's reducing the risk of glaucoma, or is it actually the medications that are being used to treat the hyperlipidemia, namely the statins? And that kind of led to uh, the current study. You mentioned in in your paper that statin use has been demonstrated to, to have an effect on a variety of central nervous system pathologies. Can I get you to elaborate on that for me? Sure. There's actually a growing body of literature showing that statins may be useful in patients with different diseases in the nervous system. The Stroke Prevention by Aggressive Reduction of Cholesterol Levels, or SPARKLE trial, was a large randomized clinical trial 
that looked at users of atorvastatin, which is a common statin, and found that they had a reduced risk of developing recurrent stroke. Other studies have found that statins can be beneficial in reducing the risk of ischemic stroke, multiple sclerosis, and even Alzheimer's disease. And since the structures that are affected by glaucoma, namely the nerve fiber layer and the optic nerve, are essentially extensions of the central nervous system, we hypothesize that statins may also be beneficial in uh, affecting those those structures. Prior to, to your study, Josh, what was known about the effect that statins have on patients with glaucoma? So there have been several studies in the literature prior to ours that have looked at the relationship between statins and glaucoma, and they've had conflicting findings. The first study was a study by Gerald McGuinn and and colleagues at the uh, Veterans Administration Medical Center in Birmingham, Alabama, and they looked at veterans who consumed over 24 months of statins and found that those veterans had a 40% reduced risk of developing open-angle glaucoma relative to others who did not consume that much statins. There was a study um, from Long and colleagues uh, looking at patients with normal tension glaucoma and found that three years of statin use was associated with stabilization of the visual field. A study by DeCastro who looked at reduction in glaucoma changes to the optic nerve and nerve fiber layer among users of statins. And then right after our study came out, um, some uh, a group of investigators in Rotterdam also showed that patients who were consuming statins had a reduced risk of glaucoma. So there are a few studies showing, like ours, that statins may be protective. Um, There are also two studies, one out of the UK using records from a primary care database that found no association between statin use and glaucoma, and another study from Canada that looked for the need for additional pressure-lowering medications among patients with glaucoma who um, were prescribed statins or not prescribed statins and didn't see a need for additional pressure-lowering agents among one group versus the other. So I think direct comparisons of all these different studies are challenging due to differences in study design and the different types of confounding factors and the definitions used, but there's conflicting evidence prior to our study uh, as to whether statins are protective or not. Josh, can I get you to describe the design of your study? Sure. So um, we used the I3 InVision DataMart database, which is a large managed care database of members of the United Healthcare throughout the United States who had some form of eye care from January 1st, 2001 to the end of December 2009. And this database contains medical records of all ocular and non-ocular conditions, all surgical procedures, basically anything that has an ICD-9 diagnosis code or a CPT billing code, as well as sociodemographic information and outpatient prescription medications. And everyone who was in the medical plan was completely enrolled in the pharmacy plan so we could track use of medications. Uh, For this analysis, we identified individuals age 60 and older with hyperlipidemia who were continuously enrolled in the plan for at least two years and had at least two visits to an eye care provider, ophthalmologist or optometrist. Those who were non-continuously enrolled and those without hyperlipidemia were excluded. And for the analysis, we developed uh, um, multivariable Cox regression models. 
and we looked to see the, the factors that affected the hazard or risk of developing glaucoma. So when we designed these models, the first two years of plan enrollment we use as a look-back period, and anyone who already had, came into the plan with a diagnosis of glaucoma were excluded. And then we follow people from two years after plan enrollment. Actually, we, we also require them during that look-back period to have a visit to an eye care provider because some patients may not know they have glaucoma. So if they're seen by an eye doctor, they should be identified. And then we follow them from the index date or two years after plan entry until either they develop the outcome of interest, namely glaucoma in this case, or get censored, which occurs at the date of their last eye exam, which is theoretically their last opportunity to get a diagnosis of glaucoma. We then are able to quantify during this period of follow-up how much exposure they had to different medications such as statins, other cholesterol-lowering medications, and also adjust for other confounding factors such as medical comorbidities and sociodemographic factors that are known to be associated with glaucoma. So we ran four different regression models, one looking at the risk of developing glaucoma from no glaucoma, one going from suspected glaucoma to open-angle glaucoma, one looking at the risk of going from no use of uh, topical intraocular pressure-lowering medications to requiring a medication, and lastly, among an existing subset of patients who had glaucoma, the need for laser or incisional glaucoma surgery. And in each model, the main predictor was the extent of statin exposure, and we adjusted for potential confounding factors. And Josh, what were your results? What were your findings? So we had a, a pretty large sample size of patients with, who were eligible. There were over 500,000 individuals with hyperlipidemia who met the inclusion criteria, over 300,000 of whom had at least one prescription for a statin lowering or cholesterol lowering statin medication during their time in the plan. And the average amount of statin consumption was about 800 days and 96% of the statin users had at least one month of use. Uh, during the follow-up, over 10,000 individuals developed glaucoma, about 7,000 converted from glaucoma suspect to glaucoma, 11,000 were newly started on a pressure-lowering medication, and over 1,000 uh, underwent laser or incisional glaucoma surgery. The main findings from our analysis were that the enrollees with hyperlipidemia who received statins had a reduced risk of developing glaucoma, converting from glaucoma suspect to glaucoma, and a reduced need for topical pressure-lowering medications. The only findings that were not statistically significant were the need for laser or incisional glaucoma surgery. We also noticed that there was a dose-response effect, namely the enrollees who consumed more statins actually had a greater reduction in glaucoma risk. For example, those who are prescribed statins continuously for one year had a 4% reduced risk of developing glaucoma, and those prescribed statins for two years had an 8% reduced risk compared to people who consumed no statins. Likewise, among people with glaucoma who are glaucoma suspects, statin users for one year continuously had a 5% reduced risk of glaucoma, and those with two years of continuous consumption had a 9% reduced risk. And similarly, for the need for pressure-lowering medications, one year of continuous statin use was associated with a 5% reduced um, need for pressure-lowering medications, 
and two years of continuous use with 10% reduced risk of medications. And all these findings were statistically significant. You had patients in your study who were using cholesterol-lowering medications that were not statins. Did they fare any differently? Yeah, our rationale for exploring whether other cholesterol-lowering medications achieved a similar effect to statins is to try to tease apart is it is the protective effects that we were observing from simply lowering the cholesterol, or is it something special about statins independent of their cholesterol-lowering properties that may be reducing the risk of glaucoma? And from the sub-analysis of the non-cholesterol-lowering medications, we found that those medications did not reduce the risk of developing glaucoma, of converting from glaucoma suspect to glaucoma, or the need for glaucoma surgery. So this suggests that there must be something special about statins independent of simply lowering cholesterol that may be associated with the reduced risk of glaucoma we were observing. By what mechanism do you think statins are achieving this benefit? So there are several basic science uh, uh, analyses that have been, con- that actually ongoing analyses and analyses that have been conducted to try to understand this uh, better. Um, one potential theory is that statins lead to an upregulation of nitric oxide synthetase, which is associated with vasodilation, uh, which in turn can lead to increased retinal and colloidal perfusion, which can be beneficial for the optic nerve and retinal nerve fiber layer. A second potential mechanism is there's some suggestion that there's a neuroprotective effect of statins, and either by decreasing glutamate-mediated cytotoxicity or protection against apoptosis. And then finally, there's some uh, basic science literature showing that statins may lower the intraocular pressure by affecting rho kinase activity or myosin 2 adenosine triphosphatase activity, which can affect the outflow system and improve flow through the trabecular meshwork and thus lower the eye pressure. Is there a particular demographic, let's say younger versus older patients or or earlier glaucoma versus more advanced, that, that seems to especially benefit from statin therapy? Yeah, so we, we did a few sub-analyses to try to pinpoint who would be most benef- benefited from the use of statins. And one of the sub-analyses we looked at were people age seven, 67 or younger who took statins for hyperlipidemia versus those age 67 and older. And we actually found no statistically significant difference between those two groups, suggesting that it wasn't one particular age range that seemed to benefit more than another. With respect to whether statins may be more or less effective in early versus advanced glaucoma, our finding that persons taking statins had a reduced risk of converting from glaucoma suspect to glaucoma and from not requiring medications to requiring the first medication for glaucoma, but we didn't see a significant reduction in need for laser incisional glaucoma surgery, suggests that it could be that statins are more um, protective earlier in in the disease process. You know, there are many reasons why patients undergo uh, laser incisional glaucoma surgery, so I, I think it's hard uh, just from a study like this to determine um, whether statins um, are protective against the need for uh, laser or incisional surgery. 
uh, if there are so many other factors that may affect that decision. Your comparison of statin patients to patients using non-statin cholesterol-lowering medications suggests that some of the benefit produced by statins is unrelated to their ability to lower cholesterol. If if this is the case, would it make sense to prescribe statins to patients who don't even suffer from hypercholesterolemia? Yeah, that, that's an excellent question. I think should additional research substantiate that statins are indeed effective at reducing the risk of glaucoma independent of their cholesterol-lowering effect, for patients who have both hyperlipidemia and glaucoma, it would be very easy because you could prescribe the statins and it would conceivably address both of the conditions at once. But for the subset of glaucoma patients who do not have hyperlipidemia, then one would need to carefully consider whether the risks and benefits of putting someone on a statin, lowering a statin medication, whether the potential risks outweigh the benefits or vice versa. You know, statins do have side effects such as myalgias and very rarely serious conditions like rhabdomyolysis, but for the most part, they're pretty safe and well-tolerated, and they have been used in other um, conditions uh, besides uh, just treatment of high cholesterol. So I think if a well-designed prospective study can demonstrate that statins are both efficacious and safe in individuals who don't have hyperlipidemia, then that may lead to a new way of of being able to treat glaucoma. In the context of your own practice, Josh, do do, do you prescribe statins for your your glaucoma patients or your, your glaucoma suspect patients? So although I'm very excited about the mounting evidence provided both by the basic science literature and this study as well as some of the other studies, in my own practice before I will begin prescribing statins to my glaucoma suspects or patients with early glaucoma, I'd really like to see evidence of a protective effect of statins in a large multi-center randomized clinical trial because that type of study would really provide the strongest level of evidence whether it's the statins do indeed protect against glaucoma. And in fact, one of my colleagues and collaborators on this project, David Musk and I, are co-principal investigators on a clinical trial planning grant, which is presently under review at the National Eye Institute, um, to conduct such a trial uh, throughout the United States to see whether patients with early glaucoma may be protected uh, against glaucoma progression uh, by using statins. So hopefully, in the, hopefully the study will get funded in, in the coming years. We'll be able to answer that question. Josh, thank you so much. Sure. Thank you. I, I appreciate your uh, recognizing our study and, and talking with me. Josh Stein is Assistant Professor of Ophthalmology at the University of Michigan Department of Ophthalmology and Visual Sciences in Ann Arbor, Michigan. His paper, The Relationship Between Statin Use and Open-Angle Glaucoma, appears in the October 2012 issue of Ophthalmology. Here's some additional information about the new ASCRS Media Center. Almost all of the 2012 ASCRS ASOA meeting was audio and video recorded. And there are now more than 1,300 sessions featuring almost 1,000 speakers available online. You can view the general sessions, ASCRS paper sessions, 
symposia, films and posters, plus select courses and ASOA sessions on business management. It's essentially the entire meeting anytime you want, and it's all available through the new ASCRS Media Center. If you attended the meeting, your Media Center access is free. If you're a current ASCRS or ASOA member but didn't attend, you can still see everything that you missed for the member price of $199. If you're not an ASCRS member, you can still purchase the Media Center, or better yet, join us and get the lower member price. To view the 2012 meeting through the Media Center, visit the ASCRS website at www.ascrs.org. If you're already a member, log in first and then click the Media Center link. If you're a guest, just click the Media Center link at the top of the page. From there, you can purchase the Chicago 2012 package or, better yet, join the ASCRS and receive the discounted member price. Ask questions of Dr. Stein or any of our previous guests or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Write to me with your questions or comments at jyoungmd at gmail.com. As Seen From Here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.